0: The Palestinian militants that are comprised of Hamas uh, and the uh, Popular Front for the Liberation of Palestine and the Democratic Front for the Liberation of Palestine, including other groups, facilitated one of the most successful strikes that they that israel has ever withstood in the past 50 years as a matter of fact on the same day to the day of the former yom kippur attacks which is insane it's unimaginable it's unheard of it's it is not something that uh, hamas has ever been able to pull off ever and there were of course a tremendous number of victims civilians on the israeli side and on top of that they took hostages i'm going to get into that in a brief moment good short video on the current conflict including mass Etc. That's really interesting because I've been talking to our boy uh Cappy, as a matter of fact. I, I've been I've been DMing him and and talking to him about like at the very least, uh the the military aspect of this because from a military prowess perspective, when you uh just completely remove the situation from from the human toll which is of course going to be one of the major things that we're going to be talking about today this is an unimaginable an unimaginable uh, moment this has never happened before like this is not something that usually happens and I'm going to try to make sense of how it happened obviously I'm going to be talking about why it happened people say it's unprecedented and that part is actually true it's a it's a very it's a very unique historical moment For many different reasons. I think complacency plays a big role in it. It it is a, a massive, massive failure on behalf of the settler colonial apartheid state of Israel. The fact that they have a gigantic military apparatus, a gigantic surveillance apparatus, and they completely missed it. And what I'm hearing, at least from internal sources, is that the reason why they may have missed this, or at least kept the southern border the, the, the southern border was so penetrable and part of that reason i am hearing and i don't know if this is correct or not but internal messages show that the fuck up actually came from moving some of idf's resources away from the southern wall and the southern area and into the west bank to protect the uh, ultra-nationalist sickos in the west bank that have been partitioning off areas and engaging in an unjustifiable act of settler terrorism so that was keeping a lot of the idf's resources so uh it seems like the border control was not as not as uh as as severe as it normally should be maybe they were over reliant on their technology these are really interesting components of the situation beyond the human toll i have spoken on this already i've spoken uh about this on twitter obviously i know that there were some people who were uh, looking to hear what i had to say about the issue considering my uh support for palestine and of course i am still in support of palestine i believe that the people of palestine deserve emancipation just like the people of ukraine deserve emancipation this is one of the most unjustifiable and unimaginable and ongoing acts of cruelty and that cruelty of course, is going to inevitably have some kind of blowback. This is what Israel and the Israeli citizens are currently experiencing, the unimaginable cruelty, a fraction of it being being experienced. And, of course, the, the victims, the toll is taken upon the normal citizens. I am not going to be one of those people that says, like, oh, they're settlers, they, do, they, they deserve the violence, they deserve, no. Nobody deserves that. That is precisely the reason why I always criticize Israel. Obviously, nobody deserves that. This is, of course, going to happen. What do you think is going to happen when you have an open-air prison that you have been operating for years and years? When you bomb it, when you operate an open-air prison that you routinely bomb, that you control the water supply, that you refuse to let concrete into, that you control the fucking water line in general, that you stop, that you prevent people from fishing in, that you you have refuse to allow to have desalination plants inside of when 97 percent of the water supply is toxic when the average age is 18 this is uh, asymmetrical violence we are going to learn more about it because i think that people need to understand uh, what that looks like here is a good example of an israeli left-wing knesset member we condemn and oppose any assault on innocent civilians but in contrast to the israeli government that means we must oppose any assault on palestinian civilians as well we must analyze those terrible incidents the attacks in the right context, and that is the ongoing occupation, Kassif said. We have been warning time and time again, everything is going to erupt and everyone is going to pay a price, mainly innocent civilians on both sides. And unfortunately, that is exactly what happened, he said. The Israeli government, which is a fascist government, this is true, supports, encourages, and leads pogroms against the Palestinians. Also true. There is an ethnic cleansing going on, It was obvious the writing was on the wall, written in the blood of the Palestinians and unfortunately now Israelis as well. If you recall, when Israel was having its own constitutional crisis, one thing that I brought up, as as well as many other leftists who are very familiar with Israel, have either lived in Israel or have a lot of of experience with Israeli politics, said the exact same thing. They said these kinds of of internal struggles are never going to end because these internal struggles are not born out of mere disagreements between different parties. These internal struggles are happening because this is happening inside an apartheid state. It's not that complex if you are aware of the situation or, I mean, since the inception of the Israeli state, but certainly if you are aware, even at the very least since like, The past 20 years, I would say, Benjamin Netanyahu is perhaps one of the worst things that could have happened to a colonial state that uh, only increased in its brutality over the course of Benjamin Netanyahu's tenure. This is something that even Israelis inside of Israel, despite how much anger they feel towards Palestinians, also recognize Benjamin Netanyahu has built a robust far-right network that he take, he took advantage of and seized power once again. If you want to understand it from the perspective of like internal politics, that is your guy. He is bloodthirsty and violent and has made Israel somehow an even more bloodthirsty nation-state. And now he has right-wing figures to his right like Ben-Givir who are causing actual collapses internally inside of Israel. However, yes, Kahana's perverts. If you, if you're an Israeli person. If you're an Israeli citizen. If you are living in Israel and you do not recognize that those internal rifts are happening only because Israel is also an apartheid state, the, the spiritual damage that it causes to everyday existence, I don't know what to tell you. I said it time and time again. It's just like how white supremacy kills white people as well this is very important this violence will never end i know this because i'm an american and i live in america and i know i see it israel obviously due to its proximity to the violence itself due to its closeness to the apartheid that it's currently facilitating cannot see it america rests on top of indigenous genocide and slavery and yet these there are racial wounds that have yet to be healed that is the reason why we are constantly fucking ourselves okay Israel in its inception and in, at this stage is also going through that tumultuous period so can you explain why people like Trudeau are supporting Israel I'm scared what do you mean the western world has always been in support of Israel and will always be in support of Israel if you want to understand the divide inside of the the divide on the planet yes the global south for the most part will always... Global South or colonized people will oftentimes support Palestine and Palestinian liberation and developed nation states that have engaged in colonial violence throughout their history and still continue to engage in neo-colonial violence to this day that benefit from the unequal exchange within the global south will always support Israel both financially with military support and and yeah that's it here this is what I uh this is what I said back uh launching off of what Israeli journalist Gideon Levi said on the bbc first i will show you what he said this is immediately after when when uh the israeli government tried to retaliate against gazans here is what he said and then i'll tell you what i what my perspective is again so you understand gaza is a cage is the biggest prison in the world nobody spoke about lifting the siege and you know people who live now 17 years in a cage want to resist and if they have the possibility they do it And I'm surprised that they had the possibility because the barrier, I know the barrier around Gaza, billions of of dollars were spent there to build this unbelievable barrier under the surface and above the surface with all kinds of electronic devices. And finally, you see that the spirit of resistance is many times stronger than anything else. And they broke it and penetrated into Israel, which is now shocked. This is not me saying it, it's an Israeli journalist in the BBC saying it, in the immediate aftermath of a massive, of a massive military operation inside of the borders of Israel that has never happened before, with many civilians dying, and a ton of hostages that they took, to which I responded with, and this was still my perspective, there is no perfect retaliation to apartheid, there are only victims everywhere. One party holds all the power to end the violence, however, and it's certainly not the Palestinians living under a colonial apartheid regime that has chained them in an open-air prison, it bombs routinely. And there are plenty of people who refuse to see that and say, well, you know, they really blew it. I saw a lot of people saying they really blew it. The Palestinians really blew it. The backlash is going to be so bad. They're going to end up killing a bunch of Palestinians. To them, I say, do you think this calculation is not in the minds of Palestinians? You can push humans only so far until they realize that this is their only method. They will go out on their own terms in this regard. You want to stop the violence. You want to stop the bloodshed. You have to, you have to pull back on your end because this violence and this bloodshed is disproportional the violence is asymmetrical no i do not think that netanyahu and Mossad knew this was going to happen and let it happen do you want to know why because currently first of all this is a massive fuck up for them there's already so much internal rift inside of israel and yes military operations oftentimes galvanize israelis who will say all right we have a security problem here and we have to do something about it we have to go kill some palestinians however This moment is a legitimate... It it demonstrates the fragility of Israeli security. So many commanders died. So many special forces people died. There are hundreds of hostages now inside of Gaza. And the official leadership in Palestine said, we have these hostages specifically because whatever violence you dish out to us... They will experience, they wanted to minimize, as far as I understand, the damage that Israel could cause to Gaza. That's why they did it. That's why they took these fucking hostages and they said they placed them all around Gaza. where they said, look, you think an Israeli's life is more important than a Palestinian's life? We all know that. So go ahead, bomb us if you will, but you will be killing your own people. Now, for those of you who don't understand what this means, last time an Israeli, one singular Israeli military person was kidnapped by Hamas Israel released 1000 prisoners in that prisoner exchange 1000 he was he was One fucking, he was one military person. Because in their eyes, it's worth it. 1,000 Palestinians is worth the life of one Israeli. So now they have hundreds. And not just Israelis, but even, uh, from what I understand, foreign nationals as well. From the festival that they uh, raided on. That is something to consider. There are forces inside of Israel that are now saying things like this. When genocide is permissible, judging by the numbers of casualties on both sides, it's almost a one-month-old war. I mean, this is from 2014. This is not the only person. There's another dude in the Knesset who said, we are going to do the Nakba again And it's going to be much more violent than the former Nakba. It's going to be much worse than that. We are like there are there are people internally that are baying for blood. There have been uh, closed door meetings inside of Israel. People are calling this sort of good military overview, but I can't say for sure. Okay, hold on. We'll we'll look at the military overview in a second. But there have been closed door meetings where the most far right elements are literally saying we'll kill our own hostages. It doesn't matter. We'll kill our own hostages if we have to. It doesn't fucking matter. Now, if you do that, it's over for Israel. If you kill Israeli citizens that were taken hostage inside of Gaza with Israeli bombs, Israel as a nation state will collapse. One million percent. Right now, there are way too many far-right forces inside of the Israeli government and plenty of people fucking despise them for understandable reasons i'm not i this is my speculation if the ultra nationalist forces are able to literally wipe out the entirety of gaza and kill hundreds of israeli hostages in that situation israel internally already is a powder keg there will be mass protests there will be mass protests internally inside of israel remember they did a prisoner swap for one prisoner, and they gave a, th- they released a thousand Palestinians from prison for one Israeli, for one Israeli military person. Now they have hundreds. Why haven't they immediately wiped out the entirety of Gaza? They're bombing Gaza. The bombing has, the bombing campaign has been more ruthless and more brutal than uh, in in prior years. However, it's not new. If you're in Gaza, they fucking bomb you all day, every day. Yeah, it must be emphasized that armed struggle by Palestinian resistance against the occupier is legal under international law. This is from the UN General Assembly Resolution 3743 adopted in 1982. There is no ambiguity about it. It reaffirms the legitimacy of the struggle of peoples for independence, territorial integrity, national unity, and liberation from colonial and foreign domination and foreign occupation by all available means, including armed struggle. This is why the Human Rights Watch calling Israel openly an apartheid state is actually legitimately terrifying for Israel. And that's precisely why they've been doing counter propaganda against it non-fucking-stop. Because once the NGOs start openly stating the situation, okay, start openly fucking addressing what is going on with a a shred of honesty, all of a sudden there is more uh, legitimacy to the counter struggle. Think about it. The Human Rights Watch, amnesty, calling Israel an apartheid state. That is genuinely important it's genuinely important because that all of a sudden reframes every single violent retaliation in a way that has never been reframed in the western media the UN still won't do shit yeah of course UN is feckless but even if you are an institutionalist there is literally uh, like uh, legal legitimacy to the to these actions. What is necessary in the circumstance is it's to understand how we got here. Everybody fucking understands is evil. Okay, everybody understands is evil. It's a it's a military apparatus with no like clear direction. They've never been able to get this level of yeah. I know ELINT News. They did hurt people. I know. I I, I didn't say that they didn't hurt people. I'm literally explaining they did. They fucking hurt. Me. They killed people. They killed so many fucking people. But what you must recognize is that. Everybody understands dead civilians is bad. I, 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 of course. But what is important to recognize here is how we got here. The historical reasons as to why this is happening. Because many people look at that situation and go, Oh, it's because they're, like, anti-Semitic. They're anti-Semitic. They just want to kill all the Jews. They want to kill all the Jews. And there's certainly people in Hamas that want that, 100%. Except the reality of uh, of the situation is that that is not the only reason. And not even a major reason in this point. Because they are living under colonial rule this is an open-air prison it does not make it right sure but you're ridiculous if you don't understand how that's happening or why that's happening might be my worst take yet yeah well you must be new here if you think that my uh, me talking about palestine is is uh you know a, a bad take that's new no, this is my worst take uh, since the jump, I think. Here is uh, the the map of events in the Gaza Strip. In this thread, main points and some developments from an OSIN analyst. Hamas attacked on a wide front, quickly overran the Israeli border defenses in multiple areas. They advanced into multiple border towns. They engaged in a barrage of missile fire. And while the missiles were uh, landing inside of Israel, they also literally fucking paraglid over the over the fence, over the supposed smart fencing system that they have on this entire area. Fighting in Sidrot, where Sidrot Night Cinema exists, by the way, uh, for those of you who don't know, they used to have on the hilltops of uh, Sidorot, they would put up fucking chairs and watch Gaza get bombed. They call it uh, Sidorot Cinema. So just, uh, that's another thing to remember they immediately took over military checkpoints uh they took over the 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 major checkpoint that they went into the military bases they started taking prisoners they started killing all of the fucking uh, idf there's like footage of them trying to put their gear on and getting uh slaughtered like they they literally got caught with their pants down pretty much it was it was a massacre it was it was brutal and that part is also military on militant uh action so that's a little bit different than Fighting against uh, uh, civilians and like ripping them to shreds. So, in addition to the map above, Hamas, Hamas conducted sea operations and reportedly landed their smaller units in the direction of the city of Ashkelon. Also claims of Hamas forces crossing the border in the southern Gaza area surface, but I haven't been able to confirm those yet. Israeli forces at the border were surprised and in some occasions had almost no time to react. The likely reason for this is the immense failure of the Israeli intelligence or failure of politicians and officials to react to intel reports. Deception by Hamas played a role too. Remember, Israel's surveillance apparatus is so good, supposedly, that they sell it to the rest of the world. It's so good that the FBI and CIA have told Israel time and time again, hey, this is too good. You can't use this anymore. It's kind of fucked up. So they have like insane spyware that they're selling everywhere, and they fucking forgot to use it on their own backyard, I guess. Israel's Air Force and Navy were capable of starting countermeasures already in the first hours of the attack. Israel's ground forces seem to have been comparatively slower in their response. However, according to the latest reports, they've started a series of counterattacks. Hamas does not have the capabilities for prolonged defensives. A Long-term military success is unlikely, especially outside the Gaza Strip most likely Hamas will not be able to defend and hold conquered territories against the Israeli defensive forces for so long. Except this was 21 hours ago. And as far as I understand, they still have certain military checkpoints and certain police precincts right now as we speak, which is fucking insane. I need you to understand something. Inside of Gaza, every single item that goes into Gaza is controlled by Israel. This does not mean that there is obviously still uh, explosive ordinance and things of that nature that sneak in. But you have to understand that Israel has complete control of what the fuck is going on In Gaza. Okay, there's only two ways to get into Gaza one on the Israeli side and one on the Egyptian side. Neither side is controlled by the Palestinians. Israel even controls Gaza's electricity, which they've shut down, which is, by the way, another violation of human rights because there's two million people living on this strip of land. Two million Palestinians. Israel also controls Gaza's water supply. 97% of the water in Gaza is. Toxic. 97% of the water is toxic. Many of of the issues that people experience in Gaza is due to the fact that they do not have access to clean water. Where are they getting their arms and funds from? Hezbollah on the Lebanon side and Iran. Iran backed. uh, uh, Iran is giving them weapons and training and uh, most likely Hezbollah, which is also, uh, you know, Iran backed. New York Times published that Iran organized the attack. Very interesting that you say that. Now, many people speculate that it is actually Iranian backed. However, at least as far as I saw last night, the official State Department, uh, the official State Department line on this was that there was no connection, which made this even crazier. There was no connection between Iran and uh, this line of attack. Normally, it is, uh, it, it's, it's usually, the, you know, the point is that yes, it is. Uh, don't know why they're doing that i don't know why they're saying that it wasn't iran i don't know why the state department is saying that i think maybe they're saying that because they gave six billion dollars of iranian money that was frozen in korea recently they signed off on that six billion dollar going back into iran which hasn't even reached iranian hands yet by the way so there's some propaganda on that front as well but probably maybe to cover their own bases they're saying that what was the point of them attacking the music festival i'm pro-palestine but that's going to make them lose a lot of support internationally brother i can't begin to explain this to you uh, okay they don't give a fuck. They don't care. They have nothing. I hope you understand. They care about getting hostages so that they can have leverage. That's all they care about. It's like, I I don't know how to explain this to you because like, what support do they get from the West anyway? What international support do they get? Those who will support Palestinian liberation will support Palestinian liberation and will be called anti-Semites, will be called fucking terrorist supporters, as you are seeing in the chat already. And those who do not, or those who at least like aesthetically claim that they want Palestinians to like live and they're human beings who deserve a life of dignity but then turn heel immediately uh when they say well this time is too far i think gaza is going to get wiped out and it's actually Hamas's fault well then those guys weren't fully uh invested in this anyway and another thing that i need you to understand is this bds Boycott, divestments, and sanctions on the state of Israel is a peaceful movement, a peaceful act of resistance. This movement started in apartheid South Africa, against apartheid South Africa. Do you understand? And it was actually very instrumental in at least pushing the American government to, and other Western governments, to stop supporting apartheid South African businesses. BDS against Israel is illegal in 35 states. 35 states. Sanctions do not work against enemies. Sanctions do not work against governments that have already designed their entire existence against sanctions that are inevitable. Sanctions, however, do work for your allies. Something I've said... Time and time again, sanctions would work on Israel. By the way, the the asymmetry of violence that the Palestinian withstands on a fucking daily basis is never more apparent than whenever people try to defend Israel and they literally use Israel's actions against Palestinians as agitative propaganda to say, look, this is what the Palestinians are doing to Israelis right now. Here it is orthodox Kanana says alleged footage of hamas keeping children in cages why what purpose does this serve are they israeli hostages correction they are palestinian children being held in cages by israeli law enforcement and army officials same thing happened with jamie lee curtis who again this is and by the way there are some people who are like not psychotic bloodthirsty fascists who just want to wipe out the entire Palestinian population. But here it is. Jamie Lee Curtis, obsessed with Jamie Lee Curtis posting a photo of a pal- of Palestinian children in Gaza being terrorized by Israel as a way to show support for Israel. Y'all can't even be wrong right. Jamie Lee Curtis goes, terror from the skies. Yeah, terror from the skies is right. It is the Israeli military bombing Gaza in that situation. I mean, this is also the other reason. Mahmoud Abbas has been the most moderate Palestinian leader in history. This is why Palestinians don't like him. His narrative focused on how Palestinians should... Focus on diplomacy, not war. America and Israel have thwarted every Palestinian diplomatic move. Abbas has not been able to present the people with any wins he focused on internal institutions diplomacy security coordination with israelis and literally the palestinians not because they're fucking anti-semitic and think that a boss is like working with israel which means he's like a part of the shadow government or whatever saw that despite his greatest efforts of coordinating with israeli authorities they lost the land their people were displaced they had to go through more checkpoints They had to fucking withstand more armed and more violent settlers. They had to withstand more violence every single time they wanted to demonstrate, okay? So... Please, whenever you say, oh my god, dude, oh my god, what the f*** are you talking about? We gotta do diplomacy, we gotta do diplomacy, that's the diplomatic outlook. You are not representing the interests of Palestinians, nor are you even analyzing it with any kind of seriousness. You are looking at it from a perfectly idealistic perspective that does not happen in the real world. Obviously, no no person is like, oh man, it's perfectly uh, valid to kill civilians, okay? It's not. But if you want the violence to end, which I do, okay, you have to end the apartheid. Do you get it?